Michael. Hi, Allison. We're going to discuss today, why should I participate in a clinical trial? And I really want to tell everyone that for me, this is really personal. Uh, my mother died of breast cancer about 17 years ago. And so I've participated in a couple trials where I've given blood or samples, uh, answered questions. And, and that's, a, I think, a good thing for people to do if they can. It's a great role model for my daughter. Yeah, I bet it is. It probably was inspiring. My mother uh, died of colon cancer, and she was part of a clinical trial to try to understand uh, that disease. And, you know, that that, along with our background, motivates us uh, to become personally involved. I know I donated blood uh, to help in my research as part of a trial to, to really understand retroviruses of humans as well. Yes, um, you know, we have a strength in Alzheimer's disease here at UC Davis, and um, my mother-in-law passed away from Alzheimer's disease, and we donated her brain uh, to uh, UCLA at the time. That's where she was living. And so it's a way for people to give back, and it's, it makes it really personal, I think. Yeah, you know, thank you so much for that, because you know, I, my sister is, has dementia right now and is um, you know, struggling with that disease. And your research, your stories like that really help kind of give hope uh, for patients that are experiencing that and families right now? My hope is that we can get people excited about participating in research and that we, you know, can have um, the community come together. So, um, you know, there should be a lot more patients who participate in research because it's not all about taking a medicine. Some of it's just answering questions or giving a blood sample or donating things um, after you pass away. It's just, it's a way for people to give back to the community. And boy, COVID has really taught us about the need to give back. And it's all of our communities, right? I mean, uh, part of uh, the, the role of the university, the land-grant university is to serve all of our communities. One of the things we really need to do is get more people in our community, not just uh, those that uh, have the means, but also those that maybe don't have the means, but really need the information. And so, as you mentioned, it's, 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 there's a number of ways to be involved. It doesn't always mean an extensive amount of time, even. It could be just answering questionnaires. And so, again, encouraging people to be involved, go to the website, ask questions. Uh, you know, these are all things that I think both of our schools are doing. I've been really um, uh, excited. We had 3,500 people sign up for the vaccine. And, wow. and one of the things that was really heartwarming was um, it came from a really diverse community because, you know, the thing about research is we want to make sure that the people who are included in the trials represent all of the community. And so in California, for example, we have a large number of Latinx patients and we want to know and be able to say that medicines work for everybody. And so that's really, really going to be important, particularly in a vaccine trial, that the people who are brought into the study are from a diverse background. And we work a lot in the Central Valley with the animal agriculture workers uh, and the workers that are really suffering from higher incidence of COVID uh, in food production. So I, I think that we really need to understand those in those workplace um, settings and to get them involved, I, I, this, is, this is really critical. So I wanna step back a second and really talk about what a clinical trial is. So 
first of all, they're usually studies, either collecting samples or sometimes people are given drugs, sometimes people answer questions. It can be any number of things. Right now, we have a clinical trial for vaccines and we have other clinical trials um, across a whole host of things, such as Alzheimer's disease, stroke, um, for autism. We have lots of ongoing research at UC Davis. All many- clinical trials are, are monitored too. I think that's really important. Maybe you can tell you know, a, a little bit about the supervision because I think people worry and boy, they're highly regulated. They are, and you know, it's interesting, we have parallel trials with our veterinary center for clinical trials for animals in which patient-owned animals, and, and your dog, thank you, Hobbs, uh, was part of our clinical trial in ophthalmology. We appreciated uh, that contribution that you made through your puppy, um, but you're right. Uh, one of the very important things, and this came about from how it was done very badly um, you know, a long time ago, but then set up rules and the rules to the Geneva Convention all the way through now, through very regulated uh, institutional review boards that, that make sure that they have the right numbers of people in it, the right kinds of populations, because we know we have to have the, the populations in a clinical trial to reflect the populations affected by that disease. And that trust is gained through rigid control measures, meaning the safety testing to ensure that the whatever they're doing is safe to make sure that the, the trial participants understand what they're getting into. And all of these are various steps along the way. So it is very highly regulated, um, both by government as well as our university to make sure they're safe and effective. And right now we're talking about a phase three uh, type vaccine that's coming onto the market. And that phase three is, is part of that uh, has gone through that process of phase one and two to test for safety and, and efficacy before we really decide to release it to the to the public, whatever the therapy is. So I've been an investigator, as you have, on many, many clinical trials. And um, one thing that struck me is that the amount of supervision is really um, much uh, more frequent, more intense than a patient who's just treated in the clinic. So there's more blood draws, more visits. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're really using video visits and many of our clinical trials, particularly in Alzheimer's disease, to make sure that in the world of COVID that the patients are still observed appropriately. So I think those are really important things. And, you know, it's a chance to give back. So I'd look at it that way. It's a chance to give back to um, a community that's cared for our loved ones. And um, that I think is really key. So, you know, there's a lot of ways to participate in research and research is the way that we are going to come out of this uh, COVID. It's also the way we're going to deal with some of these fires. So here at UC Davis, we have many investigators uh, who are collecting samples and following up in a variety of ways, uh, patients and animals, I know, uh, who have been exposed to the fires. It's just another way that all of our community comes together. And really, that's what we're all about, is coming together as a community to improve health and fight disease. And the best way we can do that is by coming together to do research, because that's the way we're gonna find the next treatment, the next cure, and that's the way we're gonna improve health.
Yeah, you brought up several important points. One is uh, both of our schools and in the entire campus, the investment in being ready and having the right kind of trained personnel. So these clinical trial coordinators, the staffing, I know your school as well as mine has invested in because they do require more extensive, as you mentioned, blood draws, for example, so we can learn from uh, our patients. And they do require specialized individuals that are trained to follow up, ask the right questions, gather the data, make the data available for researchers to investigate. And one of the, you know, the interesting things about that uh, in terms of, of developing that is you can take advantage of natural things. And you mentioned the fires, mm -hmm. the LNU fire complex is the most recent. And we've had um, people in the field treating thousands of animals and you've had patients in the clinic but what a, one of the things we learned from previous fires is that smoke inhalation, again, this is a team, a village of people investigating. Uh, one of our researchers found that cats exposed to smoke actually have cardiovascular problems later. And that parallels what happens in humans. And that's a good example by not only treating the animals, but taking information and data and listening and, and following those symptoms leads to new investigations, new ideas of how we might protect people and, and animals in the future. Well, the environment, the animals, the people, we're all intertwined and we're all attached. Uh, you know, it's all one, as you said, One Health, which is such an important program that we've talked about in the past. I really want to encourage all of our listeners to think about if they could participate in research and then go back to the fact that we have a vaccine trial um, we have actually several of our faculty have participated, our employees have participated. There's opportunities for individuals on the Davis campus to participate in research. Um, it, is, it is something where you can really feel connected to the community and we really wanna bring our community in to what's going on at UC Davis because that's what it's all about. You know, this idea of making it safe for our community and finding treatments and cures and sharing information. So I would like everybody to go to our website, our Dean's Discuss website, and so you can list the trials there. Um, and we welcome your suggestions and interest. Um, it's one of the things that we feel that really connects us to the community. And, and it's interesting, we use the same uh, study pages in our clinical trials, the same software to uh, explain our trials to the public. And, and I would encourage also those that are interested in any clinical trials for their pets or animals to also visit the, the website, both at Dean's Discuss, as well as the uh, UC Davis School of Veterinary Medicine uh, page as well, and just look under hospital for clinical trials. And you know, one of the important points also I wanted to make is when we're doing clinical trials in animals because they have parallel diseases and cancer to infectious disease, a lot of that data helps animals, of course, that's our primary goal, but it also, that data is actually used by government agencies and can be very helpful to inform human clinical trials. And often our trials are done in parallel or in collaboration with, with your uh, uh, folks there at the School of Medicine. And these parallel uh, trials and our motivation for our uh, patients uh, and their owners to come in and, and contribute both to animal and human health. That's right. And so I just want to make sure that everybody goes to our website so that we can 
um, get everybody to participate. I'm uh, thrilled to say that there were 3,500 people who volunteered for the vaccine trial. There's many, many other trials, and um, some of it is just giving a tube of blood like I did. Some of it's answering questions, uh, and some of it is about a disease that someone may have that needs a treatment. Exactly. You know, this is such an important, we likely we touch on this uh, in future podcasts, but it, it's been such an important conversation. So thank you so much for joining us. I'm Allison Brashear, the Dean of UC Davis School of Medicine. You've been listening to Dean's Discuss COVID-19 podcast. Be sure to subscribe so you don't miss an episode. And I'm Michael Larimore, Dean of the School of Veterinary Medicine here at UC Davis. We welcome your questions and ideas for topics for future episodes. You can email us at deansdiscuss at ucdavis.edu. In the meantime, you can also visit us at the ucdavis.edu backslash COVID-19 for the latest in COVID research news from UC Davis. So we'll see you next week.